Sooner fans, Longhorn Nation, welcome to episode eight of the Boomer Bebo podcast, the only podcast dedicated to covering exclusively the greatest rivalry in college football, the University of Oklahoma and the University of Texas. Kevin, are you ready for episode eight? Man, I've been ready. Let's do it. Kevin, let me explain to you the power of the Boomer Bebo podcast. Okay. The last podcast we did, episode seven, had, I don't know, like 20 million views. It was fantastic. Broke the internet. We, yeah. And I was exceptionally critical of the University of Oklahoma's recruiting performance to date. Do you remember this, Kevin? How could I forget You were reveling in our dismay. You had written the end of Oklahoma football as we know it. You, Texas fan, had never been happier than when we were 45th in the country in recruiting. Am am I recalling episode seven the way you recall it? Absolutely not. So, because of your dismay, and I... Brent Venables, who is a subscriber to the Boomer Bebo podcast, in case anybody's wondering, Brent Venables decides to go ahead and turn on the recruiting effort. And since our recording, Oklahoma has jumped from 45th to 11th. We've added two offensive linemen, one a four-star out of Missouri, the other one a six-seven three-star out of New Jersey along with Paul Picciotti, a linebacker out of Pennsylvania who's going to go to IMG Academy this year. Kevin, do you think that this is all directly related to the power of the Boomer Bebo podcast? Yes or no? Well, clearly it is. Clearly it is. However, I do remember remember saying that, you know, chill, relax. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I remember the world was falling down. I I remember the world was falling apart, and you were making fun of me. I was making fun of you, but not. I wasn't making fun of OU's recruiting them. I was making fun of you. Oh, the difference. Jaquise Petaway, good pickup, wide receiver out of Houston, great player. I think we're Kevin. I told you this on the last. We're going to be fine. Is Oklahoma's, that what you're saying? Listen, I'll tell you this. I'm not happy at being the number eleven though. Like if if the if this podcast has the kind of power to move from forty five to eleven. Let's let's BB if you're listening. Let's get after it. Let's bump this thing up. We Arch Manning should not be the only reason Texas. Are y'all still at number three? Yes. The Texas is at number three. We can be better. We must not, be better. It's not because of just because of Arch Manning. They've got some dudes in that class, dude. Your offensive linemen are legit. The ones we have coming in this year. Oh, is it this year? Yeah. Yeah. Those. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think three of them start by the end of the year, which is more for necessity than just their talent. But Do, uh, that speak, does that speak to some concerns you then you have with the with the offensive line as a whole that you're counting on three true freshmen, or you, or does that speak more to their talent or both? Both. It, it speaks more to the talent, and it speaks to the level of players that they have on campus now. So I look at these recruits and I see potential. I see the kind of stuff that Bill Beatonbow used to turn into stars. Six, seven. Does that remind you of anybody that we've ever had at Oklahoma oh, on the offensive big line? Big guy out of, out of um, 
out of Tennessee or a former Tennessee commit. Three star uh, came in, started as a true freshman. Yeah. 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 Orlando Brown. Yeah. It reminds me of Orlando Brown, who is yeah. just an apple, who was, was a stud, NFL stud. Yeah. Um, I think you combine the strength and conditioning and BB's development, knowing what you have to do to players to get them to perform. Uh, and if we can continue to recruit at this level, I think we're going to be fine. Um, I, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to be a co-host, Kevin, on our podcast partner, KREF, 1400 Sports Talk out of Norman, Oklahoma, as well okay. as 94.7. Um, and we talked about this very thing, recruiting. Uh, that was the same day that Caden Green signed. Committed. Uh, and I got to tell you, first of all, a podcast for the 35 to 45 minutes that we do it is easy compared to those four-hour radio shows. Yeah, you got to you gotta stretch that time out. Well, here's the thing. You got to stretch the time out. And number two, you are worried you're going to say a cuss word. Well, at least I am. Oh, no, I get it. Four hours, yeah, live. Look, I might let a cuss word slip on this podcast. Alice Young, owner of Brown O'Haver, main sponsor of the podcast, 405-735-5510, has given me explicit instructions that I am not to be explicit on this rig. So I can't say the S word or the F word or the D word or the B word or any other words. As much as maybe I want to when I'm talking about our lack of a running game or Lincoln Riley or anybody from Texas with a name like Romance Taylor. You know, I can't ask them what I want to add. You know how I want to add Romance Taylor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like most sports fans do with the opposing team. I can't do any of that. But for 35 minutes, I can kind of handle that. You know, like in my brain, like I can kind of – Four hours, it's like, son of a, you know? Yeah. You know, we can, you can't edit out the live radio, you know? But if you do it on this, we can go chop it up, take that out. I, I, no, it's all, all good. I, well, first of all, I don't know how to do that, but I assume you can do that. I can. Okay, good. That makes me feel better, actually. So, yes, even more to the point. But for four hours, you're like, man, I'm going to say something inappropriate. But all that to be said. We talked a lot of OU recruiting. Those podcasts are, are also available on that Podomatic page. But one of the things I thought that was interesting was we talked about USC recruiting and the fact that they just weren't, weren't where everybody thought they were going to be. What's what's Texas fans' take on USC recruiting? What, what, what do you think about how he's doing so far out there? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Usually when you get a head coach of that notoriety like a Lincoln Riley, usually it leads to an instant splash, but it hasn't really been happening yet. So – um, I'm not sure if he's holding off on some bigger guys or if he's taking the approach of just taking a few high school players and then trying to wait and see who's available in the transfer portal, which, you know, I hear a lot of coaches may be doing, but it hasn't been that big splash that you were expecting from a guy like Lincoln Riley, who has shown that he can recruit at a very high level. But the, isn't that what makes you, con- if you're a USC fan, that makes you concerned that, yes, he can recruit at a high level, but he's not. And then even when he recruited at a high level at Oklahoma, he then would complain, as you remember in his own words, that when he got to the national championship playoff, that he had the worst of all four teams there in terms of talent and makeup. I mean, doesn't that concern you? I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. You know, a bigger concern would be I've, I've been hearing things about Jordan Addison, the transfer. 
that um, he has that he hasn't been getting the um, all the NIL stuff that he was promised. That's really? a huge concern. I mean, this is the biggest guy on the market besides Quinn Ewers, but Litnikoff Award winner. And I, from what I've been hearing, he was assured of some things that haven't been delivered so far. See, this is when you got to go. That's back. a problem. Back in the day, Reggie Bush just got his house, but he got it after he performed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, hey, like, Adam, Adam's a Belitnikoff winner. Good stud. I hope he sucks. I hope he leaves. I hope he's pissed off about NIL. I'm I hope everything that goes is. wrong out there. Uh, Kevin, today, episode eight, Boomer Bebo podcast. We're going to talk SEC. A um, lot going on. But first, Boomer Bebo is proud to be sponsored by the number one public adjusting firm in the country, in the in the world, in the universe. Universe, yes. We work for the insured, not the insurance company. If you've had a loss to your home or your business and you're not getting paid, call us, 405-735-5510. Kevin, do we get our clients paid more money than they get on their own? All the time. All that we do. Kevin and I will disagree about a lot of stuff on this show. What we will not disagree with it is if you've had an insurance claim, be it fire, wind, hail, whatever, call Brown O'Haver, 735-5510, 405-735-5510. Whether you're in Oklahoma or Texas, we're licensed in Texas. Call us. And uh, don't ask for me because I don't know anything about adjusting. But Kevin, the boss lady, Alice Young, the boss's boss, Jessica Isom, give us a call, 405-735-5510. All right, Kevin. When are we going to the SEC? When is Texas and Oklahoma going? 2023, 24, or 25? Go. Well, 24, I'm going to say. I'm going to say 24. I'm hoping it's 23. Hopefully, they just let us out. What, what gives you 24? Don't we have to be out of 24, too? No, the we're out by 25. To start, at least to be starting plan in the SEC in 25. Oh, if no, everything no. goes what? No, no. What season do we play? What season is our first season in the SEC? 24. I don't think it's soon enough. I don't think it's soon enough. I'd rather it be 23. Trust me. Listen, I think ESPN is ready to kick. I think that that Fox, Fox's move with USC and UCLA has made a coup. Boss move, by the way. I think, I think they have pulled a coup or they think they pulled a coup, whatever, you know, we can, you know, talk about the merits or whatever, but they Fox is going to try to do everything they can to have them playing in 2024. Correct. And I don't think Oklahoma and Texas and ESPN and the SEC want to wait that long. I think I, you're going to see. 20, I think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a negotiated settlement on the buyout from the TV contract. ESPN is going to front the money, and we are going to be in the SEC in 2023 because we want to jump. ESPN, the SEC, wants to jump what's happened in the Big Ten. Okay, so they're going to outshine Fox, and we're just going to hop right in next year. Not not go with them. At the same time, we're going to go ahead of them. I don't think they want – I think we want I – think, I think ESPN wants to be first. I think the SEC wants to be first. And I don't think the SEC wants to be considered on par with the Big Ten when it comes to college No, football. never. Never. No. That, I mean, that's why you make – that's why you get uh, OU into Texas because you want and to it, be – and if you allow, first of all, if you allow SC and UCLA to come first, 
not come first, but come at the same time. You're, you're sharing the story with the Big Ten. Yeah. Worse, if you were to allow somehow SC and UCLA to beat you there, then it almost can have the perception that the SEC is the one that's playing catch up. That's true. So that's true. I really hope that, like recruiting, the SEC and the ESPN is listening to the Boomer Beagle podcast and they move this. But no, I'm serious. I think I I, I could see a scenario where we're playing in 2023. Let's do it. Why not? Okay. So we're playing in 2023. We've made that determination. What is it going to look like for Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC? You know, I think Oklahoma has to feel pretty good. No, what I mean is from an alignment standpoint, are we talking pods? Are we talking divisions? Are we going to go division lists? What do you think? I like the pods, man. I like the pods. I think it just makes sense. I think from a geographical standpoint, you can fit in some original rivalries in there. I think it works. I think you got to do the pods. Okay, so you put some pods together. I put some yeah. pods together. Yeah. Let's start with the easy one. OU and Texas, they're in a pod. Who are they with in your scenario? I think it's Arkansas and Missouri. Okay, check. Yeah. Check. Um, are you uh, are you upset that you don't have A&M? Or are you happy I, you don't have A&M? You know, a little bit. I, I still, But I think there's still a way where you can rig it to where Texas and Texas A&M still play every year. So your so your your suggestion is a pod composite coupled with a rivalry game of some sort. Correct. Okay, under that scenario, who would Oklahoma play as their rival? Well, besides Texas, I don't know. Who do you you're think? Like a, you're talking like an LSU or I mean, there's nothing really historically there uh, for Oklahoma, right? I mean. No, that's that's what makes me. I like that idea, but if you, if you're gonna make Oklahoma or Texas, I mean, if you're gonna make Texas play another person outside their pod every year, you're probably gonna have to make another team play a team outside their pod every yeah, year. Yeah, it's kind of right? like what they do now, right? They have the SEC East and West, but you still have teams that play every year who aren't in the same division, like Alabama and Tennessee play every year, um, Georgia and Richard, Auburn play every year, despite Richard, being in different divisions. Which, if you look at the pods, you could do that. You would just have to play so you with somebody that's not a traditional rival, you know. Correct. Yeah. Okay. What? Let's uh, let's see how close we are because we did this blank. We we weren't comparing notes. Let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna list the, the, the. Let's just go with A and M since we talked to A&M. Who would be according to you? Who would be in A and M's pod? I think you'd have LSU. Check. And the two Mississippi schools, State and wow. Ole Miss. Okay, is that what you had? No. Okay. That's not what I had, but I okay. but I don't mind it. I had Auburn and Alabama. Okay, that is a tough, tough pod. When I, I, I just wrote it out and I wrote it out geographically. Okay. But now that I think about it, Louisiana doesn't back up to Alabama, does it? It backs up to Mississippi. <laughs> you know, the bottom mobile, and yeah, it's still Louisiana, a little bit of Mississippi, and then uh Yes. So, okay. Never mind. Well, what I had—that's hilarious. What I had had LSU and A&M is I had Auburn and Alabama, and I referred to it as the pod of death. But now that makes more sense. Okay. So let's cross. I'm gonna cross. I like your idea better. Let's go Ole Miss and Mississippi State, and then okay. So then in the okay. So then what was your third pod? Now now that we know that. Okay, my third one was. 
Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Yeah. And with that, you get the Iron Bowl, you get Alabama and Tennessee, who play every year already, and then you get Tennessee and Vanderbilt, which is, I guess, a in, rival. It's a state, in, in state, yeah, in state rivalry. Yeah, leaving, leaving. Um, let's see, South Carolina, mm-hmm. Kentucky, Florida, and Georgia. Correct. That seems pretty easy, right? Yeah, I think so. But you still get the, you know, what do they call it? The world's largest outdoor cocktail party they call it a robbery uh florida and georgia and you get yeah kentucky and south carolina so so then the idea being that you would in this pod system the idea being that you would play your three pod games every year and then five other games you would actually play six teams yes six other games it almost fits like the old big 12 schedule used to be when we had the divisions do you remember that yeah, but what, you would have a home and home for two years against two teams, and then home and home against other teams. So, for example, you'd have a home and home with if you're playing against Pod A, what we call Pod A, right? Okay. Uh, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina. So for two years, you play Florida and Kentucky. Two years, home and home. Then the next two home. years, it's Georgia and South Carolina. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That way. Okay. Because what's happening now in the SEC is you have teams who don't play each other for years. Yeah. A&M joined the SEC in 2012, right? They have not hosted Georgia. Yeah, that's In 12 years. Can you imagine that, being in the same conference and not having a team go to your stadium? Because if you go divisions, you're almost guaranteed to have that same scenario continue to occur. Correct. And maybe even worse, right? Even worse because there's more teams. You're adding two more teams, so it dilutes it even more. Let's make this makes too much sense. I agree. Do you think they're going to screw this up? Possibly. There's a high chance of it. They'll overcomp, overthink it, and I just think it makes sense. So I view Oklahoma's relationship with the SEC as a. What am I trying to say? I don't think Oklahoma fan is incredibly enamored with having to join the SEC, that they want to be an SEC member, but they know that it's a necessary evil to continue to be relevant in football. Makes perfect sense. Make, yeah, it does. And so, yeah. And so I think Oklahoma would love to somehow cultivate an outsider's relationship with the sec like we're not part of like we're the sec but reluctantly but we're not like y'all what does what is texas fan are are they give me what they're feeling about this whole marriage i i think texas and ou fans are kind of aligned here we've always thought that we don't need the the sec the the tradition and the history are there and if you anything i mean the only team and the SEC that has a history that matches up with Oklahoma or even Texas for that matter is Alabama. Yeah. That's it. They've, I mean, look, they've got some great teams now, but if you go historically throughout the history of college football, literally only Alabama can compete with Oklahoma or even Texas. You know, 
You're so, right. Because it, it now I, I'm sure Texas always has this discussion, whether they're a blue blood Oklahoma fan does not think Texas is a blue blood. Fair enough. Does we Texas fan, th- does Texas yes. fan think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Strong disagreement, but that's okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll revisit this on another episode. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. And that's great. I, but so agree to disagree for the moment. But to your point, when you look at the other schools in the SEC and you want to say blue blood college football, you've got Alabama. That's it. That's it. Am I, that's yeah. it, right? Because when we think blue blood, we're thinking Oklahoma. Well, we're, let's, leave Oklahoma Tech, let's, we'll leave Oklahoma and Texas out for just a second. Ohio State, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Yes. Unfortunately, USC, but yeah, they, USC. they are. Uh huh. Michigan, Michigan, and Nebraska. Mi- Nebraska. You're keeping Nebraska I, as a blue blood. Yeah, yeah. To me, I mean, once you're in, you're in, right? I mean, I've got, I've got eight. Now, for ranking the blue bloods, you know, I put Nebraska and Texas at the bottom of the blue blood list. If we're ranking them, if there's eight, you have eight. You have eight blue bloods. I have eight. Yeah. Okay, give me your eight, real quick. Okay, Alabama. Notre Dame, USC, Ohio State, Michigan, Nebraska, Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just you put us at the bottom. But that's fine. That uh, wasn't a ra- that wasn't a ranking. I, you kind of threw me with Nebraska. I, if this was ten years ago, absolutely. You know, and you look at you, you look at the team. You know, you, we've got recency bias here in 2022. Do we consider do we consider Clemson, even maybe Georgia, although they've only won one? Like they they you know, but LSU. Think about LSU. LSU is the interesting one of this whole deal. They've yeah. won four national championships. They have. They have. So their last three coaches have won a national championship. All since Notre Dame has won a national championship. All since Oklahoma's won a national championship. Yeah. All since Nebraska's won a national championship. Uh, Michigan. So, I think LSU maybe makes the argument to kick out of Nebraska. Just I'm just for, for the sake of it. But okay. to your point, I agree they're on the edge. So, you've got this amazing conference, which I still think is where we need to be. No argument there. We, this is the right decision for both schools. But I agree with you from a lineage of, Oklahoma, of college football, Alabama and maybe LSU, are, are you bringing blue bloods to the table? Correct. Yeah. I mean, like recently, if you're talking about the last 20 years, and of course the SEC has been great, but I mean, Florida, they didn't really get going until the 90s with Spurrier, as far as being, you know, a championship. How many titles? How many? They, they have three, three titles. Three, uh huh. One with Spurrier, I think '96, and then uh, the two with Urban Meyer. Who? Who do you think is going to be the most obnoxious fan base that we have to play? Is it A oh, Because that's yeah, not, that's that, it's it's not even close. Okay, so let's throw A and M out. We know A and M is going to be obnoxious. They're yeah. We we we. Y'all probably feel it even worse than we do, but man, nobody can stand yeah. A and M. All right, so we take A and M out. Is it LSU? Probably in their own way. Um, I don't know. I've heard the environment is insane there. I was planning to go when Texas went there with the game. It was the COVID season. The game got canceled. 
Brian, uh, what's his name? Who's our coach? Who's their coach? Brian Kelly. Um, Brian Kelly is a douchebag. I can't stand that guy. He is very unlikable. I hated him at Cincinnati. You remember when he was at Cincinnati? I hated him at Cincinnati. Very unlikable. Yeah. I hated him at Notre Dame. And I'll give him credit for, for getting them to the playoff the couple times that he did into the BCS. They, he's a great coach. Credit. He's a great yeah. But, man, I hate that guy. He's not likable at all. Does he win a – does he continue the line of consecutive coaches to win a national championship at LSU? He, he better. No, does he? He that, better. He better. Does he? You know what? I'm going to say yes because if, if Coach O did it <laughs> and Les Miles did it, yeah, I, you know, I hate him. And I hate him. Oh, we're talking about. It's not like he. It was a fluke. Like the one Les Miles one. You know what they allowed? Didn't have two or three losses. Two losses, I think. No, that was when they had that two loss year. I think uh, didn't Alabama beat them? Didn't they get in? No, with Alabama? no, no, no. They lost. They they lost to Arkansas, and they lost to Kentucky in two thousand seven. Oh. Well, that's you know not. what? That's right because that was Sam Bradford's first year. Yeah, and we were making the case that we could still get in. Yeah, like we had lost. Seven. Yeah, because we had lost to Texas Tech, and we we'd beaten y'all. Who was our other loss to? Missouri, Missouri, maybe. My mind's going blank. But we lost the team. We had two losses that year. And uh, we had just killed Florida State or Miami, either Florida State or Miami that year. We just destroyed them. Um, but we knew with those two losses it was going to be tough. But you're right. That was the year that you, you could have made the argument. Well, I think it was a weak argument. But we were making the argument that somehow we could slip in if we beat Missouri bad enough in the Big 12. And, yeah, and they ended up um, playing Ohio State, who was undefeated, and they just destroyed Ohio State. Ohio State couldn't block them. That Glenn Dorsey that year. Big defensive tackle one. Remember him? Gra- graduating with my sister in high school. Really? Yep. yep. All right. Um, I don't think I'm going to like either of the Mississippi. Maybe Mississippi State, just if Mike Leach stays around. But Ole Miss, I can remember when Oklahoma played Ole Miss in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl in 1999. Okay. And they thought they were a better program in 1999 than Oklahoma was. Was Eli starting for them? Yeah, Not in Eli. yeah, Eli was two thousand. Yeah, no, and they well, and they beat us. I mean, I I guess whatever you know, scoreboard. Deuce McAllister. Yes. Okay. But st- at the same time, it's Mississippi, Ole Miss. I mean, yeah. Look, the, I heard, I've heard good things about the Grove. I've heard, I've heard the tailgating scene is legit. Do you think but it's weird they dress? Do you think it's weird they dress up? A little bit. It's too hot for that. Can't be wearing you know sport coats and I. I love the girls dressing up. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to argue with that. I, you know, because you go to an OU Texas game, and the girls, when they bring it, they bring it. They bring it. Yeah, absolutely. They do. It's not always a dress up, though. It's not always, it doesn't always have to be formal or a dress or whatever. Yeah, it's formal with them in, at Ole Miss. It's, it's, with them, it's, it's like they're going, to a, they're going to a cocktail party or something. Yeah, it's an event for sure. They are interesting, interesting bunch out there. Texas okay, played so, there, I think, in 2000. 11 to 12. All right. So here, here's, we're going to play a game. We're going to play a game. We're going to play what if. What if Oklahoma and Texas 
were in the SEC this year. So we're going to make a couple of assumptions. The first assumption is uh, you do not have to play Alabama in the non-conference. Okay. The second assumption is both Oklahoma and Texas go 3-0. and It's a nine-game SEC schedule. We go 3-0 and in non-con, right? So here we go. We're going to see how we fare in our first year in the SEC. Okay. Okay? So Let's I'm going to ask you Texas, and then we'll both talk about Oklahoma. So your first game in the SEC conference is going to be at South Carolina. Now we're talking the 22, if it, you know, to the, to the extent, I know that we all both haven't done enough research on both, all these teams, but we got Spencer Rattler, Austin Stogger, uh, 2022 South Carolina at South Carolina, win or loss for Texas. I'm going to say a win. And the only reason I'm going to say that, here's why. First of all, they're not great, right? I'm not saying Texas is. No, no. But Texas was about to beat Spencer Rattler by multiple touchdowns <laughs> yeah. last year. All right, fair enough. Home, your home debut, Orange on Orange, Josh Heupel led Tennessee Volunteers, win or loss. You know, that's tough. You know, that might be an L because <clears throat> I like what they so did good. last year. I thought I liked what Heupel did last year. Came in with not a lot of hype, right? Which I think really I helped it. them. I get it. Well done. I like Tennessee. Tennessee. Okay, yeah. so that's a loss. All right, you ready? Yeah. This is what this is what an SEC schedule is going to look like, and we've got to get we've got to get acclimated to this reality. Both schools do, because now you've got to go at LSU. It's a loss, man. It, the the environment loss. there, and they've right. got good players. They, they, yeah. Okay, and you've got a good coach, Brian Kelly. I will say he's a good gonna, coach. If yeah. you're going to get LSU, this is probably your best year to get him, though, right? Yeah. Now we did go one. We did go one and one in a home and home with Brian Kelly yes. when he was at Notre Dame. But my remember God, that's I, when we were back the first but time. Why did you blitz on third and fifteen? Oh, third and eighteen. Oh, yeah. Y'all, y'all had all the momentum in the world. Yeah. What happened yeah. there? Yeah, brought seven. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. That honestly, that was the, like the one of the closest games LSU played all year. It wasn't was the it? closest game they played. Yeah, which makes sense. It was at home against. I mean, or on the road against Texas. Yeah, but still, dude, listen, that team was amazing. I mean, we know. That was, we know. We just got that was a beatdown of all beatdowns. It's seriously one of the best teams I've ever seen. Incredible. <sighs> but man, why did you say? It, I'm not saying you win that game, but wouldn't you have loved the chance? Uh, LSU's defense was getting gassed. They were tired. It was a hot yeah. night in Texas. At, at, it was it was really high. At this point, Texas has scored, I think, three straight possessions. So at this point, LSU was not stopping them. It was, who was third. Your defense, who was your Tyler Orlando? Tyler Orlando. What a yeah. God. No, All right. I, I still can't believe it. Oh oof. uh Cotton Bowl, Oklahoma. That's, I don't hunter. know. The Cotton Bowl is always a push, right? I mean, look. Well, just make Texas the call, has, Kevin. All right, make it's a call. win. I would say it's a win. We get Brenda, we get BB in his first game. Okay. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's of course, you don't. Uh, of course you don't. You're, you're at AM. That's a win, man. Wow. Like it's the yeah, number I'm one recruiting class ever? Eh, not ready yet. Those guys aren't playing. Okay. Home against Arkansas. We, 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 uh, it's at home. Home against Arkansas. That's a win. They killed us last year, but that was the atmosphere. The atmosphere was. Insane. 
You want to go to a place that hates Texas even more and know you? Go to Fayetteville. Yeah, but you get them at home. Yeah, I'm just as an example. I'm talking about last year why they got killed. Okay, so so wait a minute. Texas is at this point in the season, just so that our listeners are aware of what Kevin Miller yes. is proclaiming. They yes. were three and zero coming into the their schedule. Their, their non, which is something to be interested. Real quick, side note. Uh, you know what I love about SEC is usually you get some games early on. Remember, like yeah. South Carolina, Georgia would play. Oh yeah, on week one sometimes. Yeah, A and M, Florida would play really early on. <laughs> love it. That that's that's something to keep in mind. Anyway, okay, but with this is traditional three and zero. So at this point, you are you are six. No, three, four, five, six. You're seven and two at this point. Seven and two after going five and seven. Okay, that's whatever. right. Yes, yeah, right. All uh, close losses, by the way, except Arkansas. At Ole Miss. First of all, okay, at Ole Miss, there might be over 100 points scored <laughs> yeah. with uh, Lane Kiffin and Sark uh, yep. going. That's a pretty fun matchup. It would think be. about it. I put yeah. that one in here on purpose because I think that's a fun matchup. I don't know, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Ole them an Miss. L because they're flying too high and they got to come back to earth. They're going to lose a close okay. one to Ole Miss. Home against Missouri. When at Auburn season finale, probably won't be the season finale now that I think about it, but we'll just say it for the sake of this season finale okay. at Auburn. Okay, at Auburn, close win. What was Auburn last year? What was their record last year? I haven't done, and look, I haven't done any research on Auburn. I don't know what Auburn's about. Their okay. atmosphere is going to be great, obviously. Okay, so let's think about this just for a second. Now, I think I think there's some Homer picks in there, but I'm of course you, I'm not going to yeah. you up too bad. Yeah, but think about this just for a second, right? You're nine and three, and I think when you look at that, you had a, that's a hell of a season, nine and three. Hang a banner. We're hanging a banner. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even picking on you. I'm just saying in the new look SEC. Yeah. To escape nine conference games and only have three losses. I mean, yeah, you can't be upset, I, right? All right, uh, we're running a little long here. We're gonna go through Oklahoma. I'm gonna let you do the Oklahoma ones too, because everybody knows okay. what I would pick. Okay. Uh, so we're three and zero. Brent Venables' first year, home against Mississippi State. Home against Oklahoma Mississippi is, State. Yes. Oh, that's a win. They're not coming to Norman away. At Missouri. At Missouri. At Missouri. That's a win. Home, and again. Home against Florida, which just sounds amazing to say. It, yeah, it sounds amazing. Home, but you might not what? be amazing. New what? coaching staff. I think that's a win for OU. New coaching staff for Florida. No, I'm not saying. Coaches- I know it's oh, a win okay. for OU because of Florida's new coaching staff. All right. Yeah. You've already said Oklahoma beats Texas, so that's an L. That's what you're telling me. Which is fair, right? Because even, I mean. Sh- no, I said yeah, Texas I wins. Said, I almost said the S word. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, because in a good year or bad year, it matters not, right? So no, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a so push let's, let's, always. We, we we were starting six and zero, oh, and y'all were uh, uh, y'all were three and two, and this is your when you redeemed yourself right here, correct? With a loss, okay. Now we've just lost to Texas, and we have to go and we get to host LSU at home. Oh man, think about That's that. Wrong. That's the SEC we're talking about. Yeah. What an now, amazing atmosphere. Granted, new coach. He may be a first or second year quarterback who's not Joe Burrow. We just no. coming off a loss. Fox Stoops was 
historically awesome after the Oklahoma game. All right. I think his record was like perfect after the Oklahoma game. You win because Lincoln Riley's might have been too. You win because they got to come into the army. I would say it would be an L for OU if you had to go to Baton Rouge. I think you can beat LSU and Norman. Wow. At Arkansas. That's tougher than it appears, right, on paper. Agreed. I mean, you can't tell me that that place isn't fired up. Man, I'm telling you, when they played Texas last year, it was just – it was mind-blowing. I couldn't believe the atmosphere. All right, what do you think? I'm going to go with Arkansas on that one. Whoa! You're probably right. Uh, Home against A&M. Oh, man, what a great matchup. What a great matchup. Those were – you know, most of the good A&M matchups, though, always occurred in A&M. In Oklahoma, Oklahoma owned A&M in Oklahoma. Yeah, they got you guys a couple times. At least when they were close in 2000, right? That was a great game. But the, what but was again, that, 2002? That was that, yeah, the, when they the, got you guys with Reggie Yeah, It was 02. And, um, and then it was, there was like a great game with Jason White in 03 or 04. Four, probably 04. Yeah, not Jason o- White kind of had to lead us back. Not 03. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't 03. You're right. <laughs> That's what I mean. so, so we've got AM at home. When? When? AM's having a rough year. They lost to Texas and Oklahoma. Are you ready for this one? This just sounds amazing to me. Away or at Georgia. Okay. Okay. First of all, yeah, great road trip, right? You got to wow. be there. You got to be there. But I gotta go with UGA, man. They're just too good. Home against Kentucky. Too much, too many good players. Oh yeah, that's that's a that's a win for you. So let this sink in. So Oklahoma and Texas are nine and three. Now I think you're a little uh, ambitious against Auburn. Okay. And I think the road game at South Carolina might be a that's little tough. You think. No, I know it'll be tough. But let's say everything falls right, right? Everything falls good, 9-3. and three. Oklahoma's had them. I mean, not, it's going to take – I think there's going to have to be a paradigm shift. And and let me ask you this. Does either 9-3 and 9-3 and three doesn't get you into the if, – if we start in 2023 and this is our schedule, which I don't think is off the rails. No, not at all. What a, what a schedule could look like. I, we're not playing Alabama. Nobody yeah. – neither one of us had to play Alabama in this schedule. Yeah. Um. I guess maybe with the pod system, that might work out differently where Texas plays Alabama and OU plays Auburn, but maybe not. You know, we'll see. Um, neither one of these make the playoffs, right? No. No. In a 12 game, in a 12 team playoff, does either nine and three team make the playoffs? Perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. No, I'll say yes. One of, the, one of these teams makes it yeah. and the head to head goes to Texas or something like that or whatever. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Or even both with 12, 12 teams. Because at nine and three, I'm trying to think of let me look at the I'm gonna do something I've never done here, folks. I'm gonna look at the final playoff ranking 2021. That was a full season, right? Yes, full season. Okay. Let's just look at the final playoff ranking. I guess this is through the bowl season, so maybe this might not be our best. Okay, final CFP poll. Um, Utah had three losses at number 11. 
Oregon had three losses at 14 and Iowa had three losses at 15. Oklahoma was 10 and two and ranked 16th, just as a point of reference. I guess that's, yeah. So it would be close. But I guess the thing you've got to think about too is that the, is that the one, two, Alabama, Georgia, Ole Miss of the world are also going to be playing a tougher schedule. Yeah. Is that make sense? You, but I think being in the SEC gets you the benefit of the doubt. Going through a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. Especially if all those other teams that you lose to are good. I think you got to get double-digit wins, but that's that's just my guess. I don't think Oklahoma can afford that loss at Arkansas and still make the playoff. I think yeah. they can afford the loss at Texas. I think they can afford the loss at Georgia. Especially a loss at Georgia, if it is late in the season like we have it here, that is never going to hurt anybody, I don't think. No, no. I mean, but the loss at Arkansas is going to be – but for you guys, on the flip side, the loss at Ole Miss hurts. Yeah, the loss, the loss at Ole Miss hurts, but the win against Oklahoma is going to get you credit because that's going to be credit over a nine and three Oklahoma team. Yeah, I mean that's what. Here's the deal, right? That's the reality of where we're going to be at here. Hopefully in 2023, maybe in 2024, is that you the schedule? I mean, this isn't Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. <laughs> no, no. And, you know, obviously, as far as Texas goes, I'm talking crap. I mean, they lost to Kansas last year, right? But yeah, you know, hypothetically. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen from one year to the to the next. Well, with Texas, we have a pretty good indication over the last twelve years. But I understand yeah. what you're trying. I understand mm-hmm. the point you're trying to make. Hey, ten years doesn't make an entire history, man. Look. All right, don't, don't uh, let's not act like what happened in, two, in the two thousands can't happen again because it can. Um. Yeah, Sark's going to bring you back. Um. I don't know. I love this. I I really hope we get there. I hope both. I think it makes a lot of sense for us to get there in 2023, beat USC and UCLA in the Big Ten. Uh, I do think, though, that, you know, like we talked about in recruiting last week, both teams are going to have to really beef up their rosters because this isn't yeah. – this isn't – I mean, you've got to expect – I mean, look at Oklahoma. The middle of Oklahoma's schedule, Florida, Texas, LSU. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have – Offensive linemen are going to get hurt. Defensive linemen are going to get hurt. Yeah. Receivers, I mean, everybody's going to get hurt. Why Nick Saban continues to stockpile talent. That is why. Because guys are going to get hurt and guys are just not going to hit. Some guys, you know, five-star guy might not work. But the more five-stars you have, (laughs) the more likely you are that they're going to hit. I mean, because if we compare this same schedule to the the Big 12, I mean, I I look at Oklahoma and – like Oklahoma this year, with even with my homer picks, we're favored in every game. A disappointing season, Kevin, is going to give us a loss in the Big 12. One loss will be disappointing. We are going to be favored in every single game. Ex- no, I, unless Texas – are we? who's favored right now? Is the odds out? You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not I sure. I bet Oklahoma's favored right now. Yeah. Oh, it would it would make sense if y'all are five and zero, oh, then that could change. But I mean, because Baylor is going to be at Oklahoma, Oklahoma State's going to be playing at Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, Tech is terrible. Kansas State's not any good. I, I guess they got Martinez, but he's 
I don't. Kansas State might surprise some people. I don't know. We'll, we'll do a Big Twelve preview. We'll, we'll we'll come back to this. You're right. You're right. My point being though is it's like not really. It, it's very easy to go. Oklahoma goes eleven and one, twelve and zero. Yeah. You look at this and it's like every game yeah. you're like, holy crap. Yeah. You can't take anybody for granted. You got to go oh. to Kentucky. I mean, that's a good football team, and they've got everybody has dudes. Yeah, everybody has access. Yeah. Um, Kevin, we're going to have a little break between this one and our next episode because I'm going on vacation to sunny San Diego. And I'll tell you what. in the country there. I have got to get out of this heat. It's like, if if it's so hot that Lincoln Riley would warm his team up in the indoor stadium before a game. (laughs) Let me tell you. Okay. Hopefully you don't have the kind of look that Casey and I did when we went to San Diego on our honeymoon where it was hotter there than it was in Oklahoma. So I'm hoping. Yeah, but your wedding was, your wedding was sweet though. I'll tell you this. Let me explain. We got a little time and it's our podcast. So we talk about whatever we want. Uh, Kevin Miller's wedding was like, what time was your wedding, dude? 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Listen to this guys. Kevin Miller gets married at 10 a.m. And you were out of that place by 1130. Oh yeah. It was like one of these, it was, it was a beautiful venue. It was awesome, but it was like, in, out, pictures, food, gone. Yes. Everybody ate I got to tell you, I freaking hate weddings. But if you're going to go to a wedding, you go to the Kevin Miller Casey wedding because it was fantastic. And then for Oklahoma and Texas fans, I know y'all can get on this. Rudy's breakfast tacos is what he catered yeah. with. We had I, grew up in San, I grew up in San Antonio. As did I. I I ate at the original Rudy's on I-10. Yes. You been there? Absolutely. Rudy's oh. I remember when my daughters went to like the first Rudy's here and I dad, it's inside a gas station. I'm like, you don't even know. Like yeah. this, hold on. This is a pretend gas station. It's not even a real gas station. Yeah. Like root the OG Rudy's was a gas station. Yes. Correct. Oh. Correct. Yeah, good times. Great times. I bet it's really good too. Have they changed it, you think? No way. I hope not. I hope yeah. they haven't sold out to the corporate. I don't think so. You know, they are they are building locations more and like, you know, but no, I'm just talking about that original place. I understand the franchises or the new places. You gotta do what you gotta do, but the original place, please don't Texas that place up. You know what I mean? Keep it original. Wait, what? You see what I did there? No. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Kevin, where can they hear from us? Where, I mean, where can they watch us or listen to us? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Also, of course, on YouTube. Like, you're probably watching us now. Like and subscribe. YouTube. Comment, too. Please comment. Um, we will be getting a Twitter up. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Kevin does that while I'm on vacation. When we get back, we'll have it. You come back, it'll, it'll be there. Um, and then uh, Potomatic, the KREF Potomatic page. Those guys have been great to us. You can listen to what I did on the radio uh, last week. Great and, job, by the way. Thank you. And you can also listen uh, to our podcast there. So those guys are great. As always, Kevin, this was super fun. Enjoy the heat. Boomer. Hook em.